New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks for tuning in to our Proverbs podcast. This is Dakota Logan, and I serve as our college pastor. And we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 25, starting in verse 1. And I'm going to be reading from the ESV. I'm going to go from verse 1 through verse 14 today. Here we go. It says, These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search it out. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has material for a vessel. Take away the wicked from the presence of the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it is better to be told, Come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. What your eyes have seen, do not hastily bring into court. For what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame? Argue your case with your neighbor himself, and do not reveal another secret, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you, and your ill repute have no end. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Like a gold ring or an ornament of gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him. He refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of a gift he does not give. So what I want to kind of hone in on today is the last part of verse 7 through verse 10. And I want to talk about how we handle conflict and accountability as Christians. I think this is this is one of the things that stuck out to me as far as just the wisdom that Solomon gives in this proverb. There's a, again, there's as with all these, there's a lot here, but this stuck out to me. And, and honestly, as I read, I'm going to re- read through it again. The end of verse 7 through verse 10, it says, What your eyes have seen, you do not hastily bring into court. For what will you do in the end when your neighbor puts you to shame? Argue your case with your neighbor himself, and do not reveal another secret, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you, and your ill repute have no end. And I got to be honest, when, when I first read this proverb, I was like, man, Solomon, this feels a little sneaky. You know, it, it, kind, of, it kind of feels like you, you could interpret it, and I don't think this is the right interpretation, but you almost could interpret it like, hey, don't go telling people about your neighbor's junk in their life, you know, that's going on so that they won't go and tattle on you and so you won't be embarrassed. You know, and it's almost kind of like, hey, don't don't go tattle on others so that, you know, no one will like reveal your junk either. And I don't I don't think that's what's at play here. I think think the emphasis of what Solomon's trying to say, hey, there, there's a there's a right way and a wrong way to handle conflict and accountability. And verse 9 says, argue your case with your neighbor himself. And so here, here's, I think, the way that we can apply this. You know, don't go around just looking for an opportunity to gossip about people. You know, because there's just nothing positive that's going to that's gonna come out of that. Um, you know, but as Christians, we're really good at disguising gossip. 
and we can we can even use like spiritual things to do it. You know, like hey hey guys, like man, we need to be praying for so and so. You know, and people are like, wait, what? Like, oh, you didn't know? Well, oh man, well yeah, this this is going on. Well, and I'm just I'm just telling you guys so that you can be praying for them. But yeah, like th- this is going on, and they've got this going on in their marriage or whatever it is. You know, and we can almost disguise gossip in the church. And Solomon said, hey, listen, that's out of bounds. Like th- there there's a there's a better way for us to handle conflict as believers. Um, and even when there's sin that needs to be addressed with accountability, the Bible gives us a better way. Solomon says, hey, go to your neighbor himself and, and talk to him about it. Address it Address it with him personally. You know, Jesus takes this, this concept from this proverb, even takes it a bit farther. And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 18, starting in verse 15. He says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. There it is, right? It, there, there's the same idea. It's, it's you going to them personally. And Jesus goes on. He says, if he listens to you, then you've gained your brother. But if he does not listen, then take two or three others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. So you go to them personally. And if that doesn't work, then maybe you take one or two other people with you. And then it says, if he refuses still to listen, then tell it to the church. So that's maybe a chance for you to maybe get your small group involved or to reach out to, reach out to one of the pastors or something like that. Um, but when we step into conflict God's way, repentance is often the result of that. And that's the goal, right? Like when there's accountability that needs to happen, you know, if, if there's a brother that, that's walking with me, there's something in my life that needs to be addressed, and they come to me and talk to me about it, well, you know, re- repentance is the goal of that. And, and if that, like, if I receive that the way that, that I'm supposed to, I'm like, man, you're right. Like, that's been a blind spot for me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I need, I need to confess that to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to me. You know, when, when we step into conflict God's way, repentance is often the result. And also, strengthened relationships and stronger community is often the result. Like it doesn't like it never feels good at first to be, um, you know, for an area of our lives to to maybe be called out in accountability. Um, and, you know, and Jesus says also, hey, take take the log out of your own eye before you point out the speck in my eye. You know, I mean, so so there's there's all kinds of principles when it comes to this. But um, and it never it never feels good walking through accountability at first. But there's always freedom on the other side of that. And there's typically stronger community on the other side of that because I know, hey man, I've got I've got brothers in Christ that are walking with me that aren't afraid to point things out in my life when when it when they need to. Um, and, and I think that we need to recover this as the people of God. We need to recover just a spirit of confession and, and accountability and and being willing to, being willing to navigate conflict and accountability in, in a biblical way. And so let's be a people that takes the wisdom from this proverb and even what Jesus said in Matthew 18. And let's be a people that handle conflict and accountability in a way that's honoring to God and honoring to each other. And let's just trust that that God is in that and, and He's going to bless that and honor that. So guys, that's all we have for today. Um, thanks again for tuning in. And if you tune in tomorrow, we're going to finish up Proverbs 25 together. We're going to be talking about self-control. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.